Professor Brian Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Why did you pursue a master's did you were you planning to i was i was um so i find that for you to be in research a lot of researchers and i think it's a requirement mm. you really have to have you know the education Advanced with degree. research the education yes mm. is, is, a, is a key part of it and so for me it has always been my goal to you know to reach those high levels so that i can be able to actually participate in research you know like and and even to reach to a level where I can now decide this mm. is the research that I want to conduct, let me find funding for this research, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because I find that, I don't know why academia is like that. Like the higher you are, the mm. more say you have in... On what you want to do. Yeah. I don't know whether you found it to be like that for I've you. I've never thought about that though. Like I've never like really thought about that because uh-huh. most, especially if you, because you know, for such kind of research that needs money, you, your work is you're looking for funding for that, and if you to come mm-hmm. with your own idea, you need to look for funding for that. But if you find people who already have money. And they're mm-hmm. working on something, then that's how you, you know, you end up doing your research on it because, you know, it's, yeah. it's very money dependent. It's very money dependent. But mm. if you observe, for example, the people who are, let's say, if you, if you get employed, let's say at a at a university or mm. at a research institution, mm. your chances of getting funded for the project that you want, want to, do to do are higher if mm. you have those high you know, high educational levels. Yeah. You can even get someone to create, to build a lab for you where you do now your studies. Mm. Yeah. So for me, that was really the goal. It is still the goal because I'm still building Talking towards, towards that. that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Amazing. So yeah. what happens after your MSc? Wait, uh, you moved to China, right? I did, yeah. How is it like <laughs> moving from Kenya to China? Was it your first time moving out of the country? Yeah, it was. Um, mm. You know, what happened is we, we were quite a large group of people. So that scholarship is it's given to people all over the world. So we we found ourselves in a large group of people from all over the world. Mm. So it wasn't so difficult because mm. if I had been alone in a university by myself, I feel like that would have been so much more difficult. Mm. Mm. But we went as a large group and we sort of found community with each other. So mm. it wasn't bad. However, mm. the culture shock was something else. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the culture shock is just, it was wild. What is that thing that, that is thing so different? Mm-hmm. The language. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, like, very few people speak English there. So language barrier. Mm. Um, the food is completely different from what you know. 
you know just their cultures are so different mm. they are they are they are so much more advanced in terms of infrastructure and everything so it was just a combination of things that mm. really stood out as different mm. okay yeah so what happens after your masters um so after my masters actually i didn't i complete i, I didn't complete my masters there mm-hmm. so cuz covid hit mm-hmm. and so by the time covid hit i had it was winter break i remember we used to have a winter break mm-hmm. so i'd come home and then we couldn't go back cuz you know they closed their borders once yeah. they once they dealt with the problem mm. and once the rest of the world was now suffering with the disease mm. they closed their borders mm. and i couldn't really go back but mm. thank god i was able to i was in my final stages so i was mm. writing my thesis mm. i was writing my publication so i was able to do it at home mm. yeah so i did it i finished i graduated in september 2020 virtually mm. yeah so i was at, I thank God because there's still so many people that were unable to graduate because they still had like Pending. lab work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm I'm very fortunate because I'd finished all that, and the only thing that was pending was thesis and paperwork. What happened to those people? Here. They're still here. Can you imagine? Twenty. <laughs> like, yeah, their lives are still at a standstill. So what happened to like? Wait. What, nothing nothing and and you know the worst part is mm. they didn't even get you know the, you get paid a stipend mm. so the the university stopped paying them mm. they were still expected to attend classes like for example if you had some classes you still mm. had to attend the classes mm. but you're not getting paid mm. you might find that your supervisor is still requiring you to do work it's mm. just a mess mm. truly it's just a mess Wow. The effects of COVID on research and yeah. studies, especially there is a lot of things that came with COVID. Mhm. Um so now you're done with your masters. Mhm. 22 September. What happens after that? So after I was done with my research now I started job hunting again mm-hmm. um so this time was very different mm-hmm. from the first time because mm-hmm. <laughs> then this time now i even i think my expectations were so high mm. so high you know like you think you've studied abroad you have this masters this outstanding masters mm-hmm. now that you've gotten from abroad you know mm. you think people are going to be lining up asking you to work for them Mm. but yeah that was not the case at all <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so i said i said job hunting mm. it, was, it was chaotic it was the worst honestly mm. <laughs> and before i graduated i had applied to this program mm-hmm. by the public service it's it's the internship program mm-hmm. so i just applied i remember someone sent it to me and i was like i'll just apply Mm. you never know so i mm. just applied and i was like nah i'm too qualified for this mm. no 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 mm. but let me just apply mm. and um so as i'm still job hunting i get the call that i got it wow yeah was there an interview <laughs> there was there was an interview how long did, did it take a, a telephone interview oh yeah how is a telephone interview done 
honestly it's better than an in-person interview if you ask me because <laughs> uh-huh. you get to just we can't really see whether you're nervous or not, not yeah if you have your your notes there you get to read your notes, notes. Yeah. yeah so definitely recommend it over in person <laughs> <laughs> so i had my interview and i passed and they and they allocated me to join cafes <laughs> oh okay now yes. the cafe story has come yeah uh-huh so um so this is 20 this is 2020 is it 22 ending of 2020 because i remember i think i did the interview probably december 2020 what happens between september and december i'm job hunting i just okay. was job hunting yeah just sending my cvs mm. yeah just the usual tamaking okay so uh-huh so yeah then uh, in january now i was asked to now that's when i joined kefis officially mm-hmm. and i started working as an intern mm-hmm. it was just i don't know it was a difficult time to be honest because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you come back and you have these expectations and you have this you know that just you've worked so hard the education mm-hmm. is there mm-hmm. it just felt I just felt so out of place there. And then, you know, I don't know if you've worked for a government institution before, but there's so much protocol. So protocol is like a key thing there. Mm. So you have to, you have to, to go through everyone, you know, and if mm. you're the intern, then you, you're going through everyone <laughs> mm. because you're at the lowest level. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a very difficult time for me. I felt that I wasn't, you know, I, I felt again, like, remember, you remember I told you about the time when I was working at the flower farm? Yeah. Underutilized. Yeah. Like, then there's nothing that's challenging me here because I'm showing up. What am I doing? I'm like, what what really am I doing? I'm filling in forms. I'm doing paperwork. There's really oh. nothing that I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I there's no lab these. work for you. No, no, no lab work because I was stationed. I wasn't stationed in the lab even. Hmm. I was stationed in a, in what is it called? It's It was called a station, but it's like, so your work is to basically to inspect now flower farms, whether they are meeting the standards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So also, it's the same job that, that you were talking about earlier, kind of. Yeah, as the flower farms now. <laughs> so uh what do you mean like why did you talk about protocol how does it play a role in this in what you wanted to do no the thing with protocol is now Mm. you have to you have to go through the ranks it's Mm. the thing about you have to everything you do must go through the ranks you must Mm. go through the person that's high more highly ranked than mm, you mm. then the person that's higher than you goes to their supervisor like that like that so what what exactly did you want for example you want something what is that thing that you wanted for example and it took so much time for I, it, it wasn't even as much something that i wanted mm. it's mm. the thing of i'm very i'm qualified mm-hmm. i'm very qualified i shouldn't have to go through somebody to mm. let's say i don't know sign a document you know because mm. mm. you you really with government you mm. really can't even just sign any document yeah yeah because there's the thing of you know those things will come back 
Yeah. You know, because, mm. you know, government actually the documents that go through the government are stored for years and years because mm. somebody might come back and want to know, no, who signed off on this? Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, it's not the fault of the institution mm. or anything. It's yeah. just how it's the system, how it played out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say that my coworkers were bad for yeah. doing that or anything. It's mm. just, I just, I would have preferred not to be in that situation. Okay. So yeah. how you t- you do it for one year, right? Yeah, I did it for the year. But um so in the beginning mm. when I started, remember I told you how I felt underutilized. Yeah. So that's when now I had the idea to do something else for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I realized that no, you know what? My brain is actually I'm not using my brain here mm-hmm. for this job. So mm. let me use it for something else. Mm-hmm. And that's and now I had the idea to start my podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So mm-hmm. wait, were mm-hmm. you listening to podcasts before? I wasn't. Actually, that's the odd. Oh, actually, yes, I did. I remember I used to listen to the one by Ifad. Uh-huh. You know, About? Ifad, they have the one. What is it? Is it called Farm to Table? What is I don't know. There's the, there's the name for the Ifad podcast. If I'd like I F A B. Let me is see. It... If I in international footballs. <laughs> I had. Um, What's the name? The full name. It's something to do with International Fund for Agricultural Development. Oh, agricultural. So let's yeah. see. Uh, so it's 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 a UN related institution, and they had a podcast. How did you come across it? Um, just through my, my, I think just my curiosity, because mm. <laughs> I'm I, I did always keep up with like things that are going on with farming and agriculture and all that. So I I I, I do keep up with that, and even through the job hunting process. Mm. So I came across their their podcast. I listened to it and I was like, you know what, mm. I can do this mm. and bring a new twist to it or something mm. in my own way. Mm. Yeah, so I started. I started it. Um, is it April last year? Oh, okay. How has it yeah. been so far? Just, I've really been blown away by how it's doing. To be honest, mm. <laughs> I didn't expect it to become what it has become. Mm. Uh, so I just started it as a way to, you no, know, keep myself occupied because I really don't like feeling redundant I, I don't I can't I can't imagine myself just you know sitting and doing nothing I, I like I to cha- a challenge yeah I feel you yeah. yeah because I feel like that's just wasting you're wasting away if you're just yeah yeah doing so, a lot of nothing mm-hmm. and and already I wasn't getting that challenge from my job and mm. also you know how government is mm. the hours are a bit flexible so mm. I had time and I would I would come back home, and my mind would be, you know, ready to go. Unlike, <laughs> unlike before in research, where you come back home from the lab and you're tired, you, mm. all you want is to crawl into bed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I started the podcast. Actually, I started and... blogging when I was mm-hmm. in Kefis, just to think about it. Like, wait, you worked at Kefis? I was an intern. <laughs> Wow. Actually, industrial attachment in 2018, uh-huh. at the end of 2018. Um, but you got to work in the lab. 
Yes, yeah, well, I got to work in the lab, but you see, you're an intern, mm. as you said, yeah. you're an intern, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there isn't much you can do. Just wait for people to do what they have been assigned to do, and you follow what they're doing. If they tell you to do this, that's what you do. You can't really do anything, yeah. and you can't just touch anything. Even when you're doing the experiments, you can't really touch things. Like you're told, mm-hmm. you you can touch this one, you can't touch that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's very. It's it's certain people who are supposed to do this. So you're just there, just standing, and you've seen people doing the same thing. And you, when you ask for, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, it it takes so much time before someone allows you to do something, you know. And if you finally, if it. you're finally allowed to do something, it's mm-hmm. something basic. Like yeah. for example, I remember so one basic. of the main things that I was used to do was. Um, that we were allowed to do on your own, like you could do it. Or, you know, seeing someone do do something is very mm-hmm. different from actually doing it, like being left alone and doing okay. it with your hands. Okay, yeah. there's a difference between uh, watching someone do something and them taking you through what they're doing without you touching mm-hmm. anything. you just like a robot, like do this, take, take that thing there, like you, mm-hmm. uh, something, maybe assistance, like not, nothing to do with what they're actually doing maybe in the, in yeah. the boat. And it's, mm-hmm. it's different from someone who supervises you and tells you, okay, do this, do this, do this, like you're just a robot now in this situation. Mm-hmm. And it's very different from someone trusting you that they've taken you the process now, yeah, now do it, do and they're not there mm-hmm. to supervise you and everything, and just you know, it's it's a yeah. very different thing. Like your your mind is now like engaged, and you have to think mm-hmm. about every single thing that you do. So the only thing that you are left to do, I think, that I finally was left to do on my own was do back extraction for did extraction from a bacteria. Was it a bacteria? Mm-hmm. Yes, for because it's, it's inspection still. So mm-hmm. you know, getting products that have been samples and you know extracting yeah. bacteria from it and it's uh you you know you do the culture and you just take things from the colonies and you just do the extraction like it's mm-hmm. and the extraction procedure was so simple so and it was simple, so yeah. boring literally so, anybody can do it because yes first you of don't all, need any protocol yes and that's it <laughs> so there isn't much thinking around it plus mm. there's there isn't much challenge like they don't allow you to do other things like if someone yeah. is doing something else they don't want you to do that one they want you to do that a simple one which is you know you get bored with that after some time yeah, yeah so i get it yeah. so what i happened uh, since there were a lot of uh, computers to use and i didn't have a computer but by that time and there was so much mm-hmm. internet so I thought, oh, I've been told, you know, because at that time I was writing on Facebook. So someone told me, oh, if you start a blog, I can support you. Just listen to read read about it and all that. So that's actually how I got into, you know, I opened up uh, WordPress website. I have all the time. Mm. <laughs> you know, I have all the time. You're just waiting for yeah. home time. Because, you know, when you're setting up a PCR, you've just waited for someone to do the same thing that you saw them doing the previous day. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're done, you're waiting for the PCR to run. That's another, I don't know, two hours. Or two so you, what, what are you doing with two hours? Uh, you're... Did you do the, did you do the, the electrophoresis thing? Yeah, but you, you, you're watching someone do it. It's not, you're not the one um, doing it. You know, cause you yeah. see, you've seen this. You're being told how it's done. Yes, you're, you're not touching it. Even you're not even touching the flask yourself to even, mm-hmm. you know, he yeah. place it in the 
in the SG, whatever, in the microwave, mm-hmm. heat it, warm it, then, you know, pl- arrange the thing in the machine. Like, yeah. you're not doing anything. You're just watching this person do the whole thing. So, I can't just stand there the whole time just watching you every single day do the same damn thing. It's mm-hmm. fucking boring. Yeah, imagine doing that for a year. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. But for me, I think it was just for a short time that I got a rotation to the airport and a rotation to mm-hmm. the... Because I was paying for that. So I got a yeah, rotation. I hear that people used to pay before. Oh, they don't pay now. Oh, as no, in, you know, for you, now. I think for you guys, it was different because you, you are employed by public the government. Service. Yes, mm. the public service. And, you know, there's a money stipulated for you. But for us, it was an industrial attachment. I was still in school. So mm-hmm. uh, I I was told for me to get an internship there, for me to be offered training, I need to pay 6000 6, for three months. Mm-hmm. It's actually an open process. It's not like a teaching. You don't so, have to know anyone or yeah, anything. No. Uh, yeah, so you just you just have to follow up with the headquarters and tell them, oh, I applied for this. Then they'll mm-hmm. ask you, do you know that you have to pay? Do you have money to pay? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I kept on following with the secretary. You know, when when you're paying something, it's easy to get something. Follow even up, yeah, yeah if, if, even here, Cambry, mm-hmm. I think someone told me who told me that they paid for. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> They paid for um for them to be trained. I don't know a certain amount. So it's it's in the system. Like you can pay to be to be an attache or something. Yeah, I hear that that used to happen. But that, then, like officially, I think through parliament or whatever, ah. those fees were scraped. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's going know. to be so counterproductive because now you're going to have to know someone for you to get an internship. Yeah, there. yeah. Which is it's like. Not a, it's not accessible to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So sorry, I interrupted yeah. you with this. <laughs> so I get that that uh, podcasting. You know, you trying trying to find something else to put your brains into to use. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so when I started it, I remember just speaking to a friend of mine, and oh. I was so excited. And and I remember she she was so excited as well because she said you know what, I'm so proud of you because you have something that's now yours and that Mm. you get to actually shape. And at the time, I was so excited by just the possibility of what it could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why Farm to Table? Um, The name... Honestly, I I just... I was looking at random names and that's the name that really stood out to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it seemed... And, and actually, now that I've been doing it, I've realized that there's also another Farm to Table podcast. So, yeah. so I've, I've renamed mine to Farm huh? to Table KE. Oh, yeah, to be specific. Yeah, to distinguish it, yeah. Also, tell someone that this is a Kenyan podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, how has it been since then, doing a podcast? What has it's... changed in you that was mm-hmm. not in april or before april last year because this is over one year two months one year one month over yeah it's over yeah go yeah Yeah. um so my mind has really been opened since Mm -hmm. i started doing this podcast Mm -hmm. like i couldn't imagine the amount of innovation and creativity and work that people are actually putting in this field so Mm -hmm. in farming and agriculture Mm -hmm. 
So I've I've through through now the podcast I've met people that are just doing amazing things and you know it's it's been mind blowing for me because some people I speak to and I hear what they're doing and the products that they're putting out and the services that they're offering and I'm like wow how did you come up with that mm. you know yeah and also it's just been so refreshing for me to see young people mostly mm. being involved and taking it taking control of matters because agriculture I feel like even in high school as i said we were so few mm. it wasn't an attractive anything for young people mm. but now it's like you see so many young people putting out so much innovation and you're like yeah this is the this is the direction that we need to be taking so what happened after you've done your internship um so i finished my internship this year mm. beginning of this year mm. and then I just now started to really focus on my podcast alone. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing till now. 